Some of the most trending books in the world right now are not trending because of comic speculation at all. Let's get into it. We've been doing this video for five years straight without skipping a beat every single week. And hit the like and subscribe because this is the second time we're recording it because I spilled Red Bull all over my keyboard. Barring any more technical difficulties, this will be the last time I have to say this. Number 10 on the list, Spider-Gwen Annual Number 1. This is the Ji-Hyung Lee Virgin 1 in 100 variant. These came out of the gate last week, $150 flying off the shelves, selling really well on eBay. This had a super high pre-sale of $250 and a recent high sale of $199. It's just one of those covers that makes you stop and want to buy this cover. There is a B version of this cover, which again has the trade dress on it, but the one that everyone wants is the one with no trade dress. This annual is actually part of the eight-part annual crossover series featuring Agatha Harkness called Contest of Chaos, where she kind of does a magic spell and causes a bunch of Marvel characters to just fight each other. It, I, I skipped it. I usually get annuals for books because I like getting like cool one-shots of, of stories that I'm already reading. But this one is, in, is told over the course of eight separate titles, and most of which I'm not reading. I don't think a lot of people probably picked this book up. I'd be surprised if many comic shops at all were able to order 100 copies of this annual to get this exclusive virgin variant. I get the Coven of Chaos, House of Darkness. I don't remember what they're calling it anymore. But what I do know is that the show was supposed to come out winter of this year. It's been postponed till next year. And Marvel was attempting to ride that wave clearly with this event. So it was a good try. However, this cover is so simple. She's putting on her shoes, but it's done with such a dynamic pose, stark contrast to the background that makes it so pleasant to look at that it makes sense why it's spiking for above ratio. Ji Hyung Lee is one of those artists that you just have to be following. Ji Hyung Lee, one word over on Instagram. Really, every single time they put out a cover, it is just another degree of excellence. I'm following them. You should be too. And at the list at number nine, we have Wolverine number 66. Did not think I'd be talking about the first appearance of Old Man Logan that debuted in 2008. That hasn't really spiked since the movie debuted in 2017. $30 average sales, $150 for a CGC 9.8. The heights were reached in 2019 of $300. Why the attention on a book? Maybe we're going to see a reprisal of this version of Logan, courtesy of Deadpool 3. So we might see X-23 in the new Deadpool movie, but the rumor we're hearing now is that we may see multiple variants of Wolverine as Deadpool goes around all of the Marvel Universe. So we could see Hugh Jackman being old man Logan again. That's why we're seeing this book spike 200% increase this week. So yeah, if we're seeing a bunch of different Wolverine variants potentially in Deadpool 3, that would explain why this week we also started to hear rumors about Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter himself, showing up as Wolverine. There's been a lot of fan casting for him to play Wolverine in the MCU X-Men franchise, which I am actually not opposed to. I think he could do a really good job if he wanted to. But it's not unlike the fan casting we had for John Krasinski to show up and play Reed Richards, which we did kind of will into existence in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, and he's not going to play Reed Richards moving forward. So perhaps we could see like an amped up version of that with a bunch of different Wolverines from a bunch of different universes in Deadpool 3. All these rumors. Let's keep it going with number eight on the list with Uncanny X-Men 266, the first appearance of Gambit, which is hitting a respectable $215 average sale, 9.8's hitting $800 on a book that, yeah, we do have Channing Tatum spec, we do have Deadpool spec, of course, but this is a comic book that's always hot. 
it's always wanted. And $800 is so low from its height that I just, I can't bring myself to say that this is being considered a spec book. I think that some prices are just getting to such a reasonable amount that they're leveling out and they're selling for what they should go for. $800, $1,000, $1,200. This is one of those books that it's perpetually relevant. I think in a 9.8, it's still a good buy. I know we've been talking about Channing Tatum Gambit rumors for years and years, but this book is not going anywhere. And evidenced by the 112% increased copy sold this week, more people want it than ever. I think it's just a good buy price regardless of whatever rumors we're looking at. However, there is something a little more concrete that just cropped up this last week that is probably putting this book on the list, and it's courtesy of IMDb. If you go over to the Deadpool page on IMDb and click on the full cast and crew section, scroll down to the stunts section on that page, and the very first person listed there is Joel Adrian, who's credited as the stunt double for Channing Tatum. So many rumors. What does this mean? Well, one thing is for certain that Taylor Swift met up with Ryan Reynolds and Channing Tatum and a couple other people, at a New York restaurant, they're just putting Dazzler in front of our face at this point. Which could bring us to the next book on the list. Number seven, Uncanny X-Men, number 131. Second appearance of Dazzler. First cover appearance of Emma Frost, the White Queen. This book hitting $80 average sales in a recent high sale of a CGC 9.6, $224. But its all-time high at a 9.8 was made back in March for a newsstand, $5,400. We're even seeing direct copies of this book go for three thousand dollars compare that to uncanny x-men 130 the actual first appearance of dazzler and first cover appearance which was really only hitting fifteen hundred dollars last time we talked about it that's an amazingly big spread for two books that probably have very similar print runs why the stark difference in 9.8 prices like right now this book is selling for a thousand dollars more than dazzler's first appearance and that is a spec book and this is spiking yeah because of emma frost being on the cover but also it's the second appearance of dazzler well it has to be because of the cgc count which can't be an accurate representation of what actually exists in the marketplace Especially when you consider that this issue, 131, is the immediately following issue of 130, the first appearance of Dazzler, it goes to show that they probably are the same, roughly the same number of copies in existence out in the world. But if you look at the ones that are currently graded at a CGC 9.8, here for issue 131, we have 85 copies at a 9.8, and there are over 300 copies of Dazzler's first appearance graded at a 9.8, which goes to explain a little bit why there's such a wide price difference. Members who are hunting for a 9.8 copy of 131 just want to get a book that doesn't come up very often. However, if there was a first appearance in this book... Like, clear as day, similar to, like, a 130, the issue before First Dazzler, I suspect that it would come out of the woodwork. We would find these 9.8s raw being graded, and the prices would adjust. I don't think this book should be selling for as much as 130, and it's selling for more. We need a change of pace. Let's talk about Wolverine for a change. I don't think we've talked about Wolverine yet on this list. Number six, Wolverine number 36 from just two weeks ago. This is the current run of Wolverine. This is the third part of the four-part Ghost Rider Wolverine Spirits of Vengeance crossover that just recently finished last week. But here in issue 36, we're seeing $12 average sales, probably $15 to $20 high sales. It's the first appearance of the Helverine, which is a kind of Ghost Rider-inspired Wolverine mashup. After Wolverine gets kind of imbued, possessed by this demon, Bagra Ghoul, 
who likes to eat and hunt mutants. So it looks like they're setting up some storyline where a Ghost Rider Wolverine mashup is going to try and kill and eat a bunch of mutants. It should be, should be fun for a lot of people, but not for me, honestly. Benjamin Percy, though, brother. Like, he's killing it on Ghost Rider. Riding Wolverine makes sense why he'd be doing a crossover, like a mini crossover event between his own titles. Yeah, and the fact that it's just a four-issue crossover is extremely refreshing. You don't have to go out and buy a whole bunch of different Marvel books to get this entire story. Keep an eye out for the second printing variant that's actually, by the time you're watching this, you're going to need to be actively messaging your LCS owner to make sure it goes in time for FOC. But the second print is done by none other than Tyler Kirkham. Oh my gosh, guys, are we back in 2021 again? Number five on the list, Vision and Scarlet Witch, number 12. This is the first time we see the twins, Wiccan and Speed. $50 average sales, a high CGC 9.8, $90, which is down massively from its $500 all-time high back in 2021. We are seeing this on the list because there are rumors, rumors again, that we are going to see a Wiccan spinoff of the latest Agatha show coming from Disney Plus. Which we mentioned earlier is delayed. This book is down royally. Wouldn't you say that this would be like one of the three books to emerge as one of the most affordable spec to be had at the start of not just pandemic, but the introduction of Disney Plus and the Marvel Cinematic Universe arriving in the homes of millions? I think that makes sense because you see all of the record high sales for this book and high grade all happening in the first couple of months of 2021, which is when WandaVision was coming out week over week over week. Not all at once like Netflix. We'll get into that a little bit more later, but we are seeing a 267% increase in copies sold of this book. It's a cool book. I mean, it's more affordable than ever, and it does have two major key appearances in it. I've been collecting comics for 35 years. I've owned a shop for 11 years, and I have an encyclopedic knowledge, but you know what aids me and is going to help you up your comic book game? The Key Collector app. Download it for Android and iPhone. Use code TOM101 for two free weeks. It helps me remember what the first appearances are. And when you've got a book coming up like the next one, whether there are cameos that you should care about in addition to first appearances. Oh, well said, because at the list at number four, we have Star Wars High Republic issue number six. But this isn't a standard open to order cover. This isn't a incentive variant, but it is a key. First appearance of? Oh, you give me the fun name. Vernestro. Row. Row. I think it's row, like row, row, row your Vernestra. I think. Vernestra row. I think it's just Sinestro. Vernestro. Well, this is the first cover appearance of the character <laughs> and was brought to the community via a retailer. This is a store variant. This does not happen often, but when a store variant hits the list, it's nine times out of ten because it's a key appearance, specifically on the cover like this one. It is important that this is her first appearance. It's even more important when you consider that Vernestra Rowe is going to be part of the upcoming Star Wars Acolyte show on Disney Plus that is set to drop sometime in 2024. And you can also pick up a double pack of this exact comic over on the Unknown Comics website still. It's $45. You get one trade dress and one virgin copy of this book still. And they're both pretty low census counts. If you take a look here, there's only 20 slabs graded in the trade dress and there are 77 graded at a virgin. An increase of 700% means that, yes, they are trending well on eBay, but it's still available on their website. So we'll just call it a set value of $45 to be safe because that's how much you can go buy it for right now. 
And there's a lot of attention on this character outside of the Acolyte. We do have the Halloween Fest coming with Marvel re-releasing the first appearance of the character in full, which has made this book more relevant than ever. This next one, I'm hoping Tom's not going to make me talk about it all because I still have not read this. This is The Crow, Flesh and Blood, number one. Some sort of spinoff comic, I believe? How do you not have a crow tattoo, Tom? It's in the works. We have <laughs> the first appearance of the female crow in The Crow, Flesh and Blood, number one. So when we tell you that the average price is $8 average sales and the sole 9.8 sold for $200, that price is kind of useless to consider because... It's the only copy on the census right now, and there will be more coming because not only did we get an announcement of Bill Skarsgård to portray Eric Draven in the remake of what is my favorite superhero movie of all time and one of my favorite comic books of all time, like Desert Island level stuff here, comic fam. You need to read your James O'Barr. This comic book has many copies in existence. It came out in 1996. This is one to hunt for, to grade yourself, because the movie is being described as an anti-Marvel universe-building property, which means we're probably not just going to get Eric Draven. We're going to get other crows, i.e. why this book is on the list. Yeah, over a year ago, back in 2022, it was announced that British singer-songwriter FKA Twigs will be playing Iris Shaw, the, uh, his fiancé, Eric Draven's fiancé that gets killed at the beginning of the story, I guess. Spoilers. But apparently in the original movie, she was like barely in it and maybe a couple flashbacks or something. So the fact that they're putting a known figure like FKA Twigs into this movie implies that there's probably going to be a little beefier of a role in this version of the movie. And yeah, speculation is saying that perhaps we will get some sort of female crow spinoff of this thing building a crow universe like some people think might happen. But we hear that a lot. So although I'm very optimistic because I have a huge bias because I love this franchise, yeah, I think it's a pretty ambitious thing to say that they kind of have to say. Good point. And before we get to the next book on the list, I showed you guys this last time, but I'm going to show you again so you can try to geek out as similarly <laughs> as you did the first time. The October Mystery Mail Call is in active enrollment right now, and I'm so stoked about this cover that we made. It is the first time we've ever done a photo cover in the box, and we made 1,200 of them. They're going to be out guaranteed one per box. We've got American Psycho number one, baby. I might even sign up for a box, the one per, because I need to get that. That Christian Bale cover is fantastic. You know I can feel it coming in the air tonight. <laughs> and I wish uh, this is the first time I've ever seen it. We definitely didn't re-record this video because of technical <laughs> difficulties. You were ex more excited the first time. I was. And but now you're still just, excited. I'm, I'm still, still excited. Awesome. ComicTom101.com. Support what we do. And for the first time ever, not only do you have international as an option via the website, you don't have to sign up monthly anymore. You get a better deal, $34.99 plus shipping. Best deal in comics. But if you want to do a one-time purchase, try it out. Click the link in the description while we talk about number two on the list, a book that I spec'd on and then gave up on, sold it, and I don't regret it. Number two on the list, The Magic Order, number one. This is one of those books that was from the Millarverse, the Millerverse. Again, the guy who made Super Crooks, the guy who made Jupiter's Legacy, and Kick-Ass, don't forget Kick-Ass, that was a fantastic movie, I enjoyed those books, but really it's one of those things that every single time we have another one of these comic books come out, I'm from like on Netflix specifically for the Netflix series. I'm excited. But then once I hear they're making a Netflix series, I just lose all steam because I just don't think Netflix is doing enough to make this as marketable and as long term as other streaming services are. 
$12 averages, $89 for a book that hit heights of like $200. There's not a whole lot of copies on the census, 145 in total. And that's after like years of people knowing that this was eventually likely going to happen. But like Jupiter's legacy got canceled after one season. Did anyone really watch Super Crooks? Like, yo, it's dope. Check it out if you're into that kind of thing. But the binge model at Netflix is not conducive to investments in comic books long term. We have very few examples of that actually paying off. Even the more like successful comic book based Netflix shows that I can think of, stuff like uh, Umbrella Academy, or uh, I'm actually struggling to think of other things because Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth. There you go. I, I feel like we think way more about uh, other nerdy properties on like HBO Max, for example, like Last of Us, or even Star Wars stuff on Disney Plus. They release week over week over week and let you get excited and talk about it with your friends and build up excitement and anticipation for the next one. But if everybody's on the same page with the whole season all at once, then who knows? Everybody doesn't watch shows at the same pace and you can't talk about it and you end up not really caring. An increase of 675%. The comic fans specking on it because it's cheap, but I'm not as excited about this book as the number one trending book in the world. Hit the like and subscribe. As many as half of our members are not subbed to our channel. We need your support. Follow us and hit them with number one. Number one on the list. Uncanny X-Men number 268. One of my favorite Jim Lee covers of all time. This incredibly iconic cover with Captain America, Black Widow, and Wolverine in one of his classic suits. $25 average sales, high 9.8s for $299. Again, the record high for a 9.8 was $700 for this book. This is just one of those books that looks so good on the wall. I think everyone who's a fan should pick up a copy. There's a CGC signing event happening with Jim Lee. So we've talked about a few Jim Lee books because of that. Of course, this book is spiking largely because of it, but this is the issue that you find out that Black Widow, Wolverine, and Steve Rogers all knew each other from the war. It's a very popular cover because, like, they look badass on the cover. And it's a major collectible that you can tell me at $300, yeah, it makes sense at a 9.8. But if I said $400, Russ, if I said $500, would you even bat an eye? Would you even be surprised? Honestly, I just think any price, this is a perpetually relevant book, and regardless of who you're a fan of, this is just one I think people need to pick up. Not to mention that Chris Claremont is going to continue this story, making it more relevant than ever. There was just an announcement earlier this week that Chris Claremont will be returning to this storyline. This was a one-shot flashback story from back in the 90s, but because it's Wolverine's 50th birthday next year, happy birthday, Wolverine 2024, 50 years, they're going to be doing uh, multiple Wolverine-related projects, including this storyline that they brought Claremont back for. It's called Wolverine Madripoor Knights. It's going to be a five-issue sequel series to this kind of flashback story, so... If you wanted more of it, you're about to get some. An increase of 450% in copies sold. Seems about right on a book that sells a lot already. Hit the like and subscribe in. As always, geek responsibly. And stay minty fresh. Wrong video. <laughs> Enough said. Okay, we're back. Okay, so um, I don't know if we're going to use this footage, but I do want to talk about it. Maybe we'll put it in the end of the video. Shout out Comic Fam if you stayed to the end. Rob Liefeld posted today his New York City Comic Con whatnot drop. He did it. He homaged himself, cap tits as Sam Wilson. How amazing is this? I think this is so great. Again, Say it, cover of the year. I, Say it. Okay, cover of the year. <laughs> I knew Although, so good, I think if it's going to be cap tits, 
I want bigger pec muscles. <laughs> like, I don't think Sam Wilson's big enough. I think when you're looking at Steve Rogers, he still is a little bit bigger. It's a classic bodybuilder okay. pose. Here's the thing. All right, let's see how it is. Not only did he acknowledge that this is one of his most, like, critiqued pieces of art, mm -hmm. and he's like, you know what, screw it, I did it, because he's owned this a lot. He said it in Twitter, you know, and we call it cap tits because that's what he calls it. Yeah. He says, I drew cap tits. Like, that was me. He takes pride in it. <laughs> but this right here is a statement. Not only did he draw cap tits, he's showing that he can draw this correctly. So he, there's a low-key redemption that's happening for this iconic image. And I applaud it! I applaud Rob Liefeld! This made my day, dude. I love that this comic book exists or going to exist. Correctly, though, <laughs> like it, it still feels off. Well, it has to feel a little off, right? That's part of the fun. It's definitely not the first thing I was expecting to see when I woke up and pulled up my phone and looked at Instagram and I see Sam Wilson doing the same thing. It's like, oh, I'm still dreaming, clearly, because this is weird as hell. So we know that it's a New York Comic Con exclusive, but it's a whatnot exclusive, so you can buy this from the comfort of your own home rob liefeld again redemption from the original one or homage to the original one however you want to look at it it is absolutely beautiful comic fam go pick up a copy rob bravo man this is awesome enough said